Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Ah, it is a beautiful December day in uh, Los Angeles. You might, it might be January by the time you're listening to this. I don't even know what my podcast schedule is these days. Um, But I have my um, absolutely stunning and amazing friend, Janira Martinez joining me today. Hi, Janira. Hi, Kaylin. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? Woo! <sighs> well, it's going amazingly. <laughs> like, I am feeling my power. I am vibrating right now. Yeah. I, just before we hit record, I was just saying to Janira, I'm like, whoa, I... I just feel, um, I just feel your openness and your receptivity and, uh, like, it's like, you're like a a sponge that just soaked up all of the nutrients. Mm. And now I just get to be here in the face, in like the field of your plumpness. Oh my God. I love this. And I love that you say that because literally in my chest, my heart feels swollen, like in a good way, like Mm -hmm. just with love. Like it just Mm -hmm. feels so big. Yeah. I so, uh, yeah, I just so feel that, Mm. you know, and I, I think, well, and so for my listeners, I will tell you all about Janira in a moment, but before I do that, I want to speak to this thing that's just happening, even as we're like starting this show, um, which is like, this is what is possible when you open to the level that people can feel you, Mm. right? This is like, this is just par for the course in my sisterhood with Janira, Mm. You know, because she's just a woman that has like opened her heart this wide and no matter where she is on the map, you know, whether it's like a complete rainstorm, thunderstorm, hurricane in her life, or it's like a expansive, sunny, open day. I just know like she's going to get so vulnerable and let me feel the richness and the depth of where she's at. Wow. I am really touched. I'm crying. Mm. (laughs) I feel, I feel really tender um, receiving that, receiving that and like feeling Mm -hmm. like you reflecting back to me, what you feel (laughs) 
from me and seeing me is having me feel it more deeply. So we could go down the oh, feeling yeah, train whole- forever. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's like really feeling into what it took to get here too. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. So yeah. I so, I so feel that just like when I, when I look into your eyes. <laughs> So um, just to ground um, you all, my listeners, in, uh, in who Janira is, um, she is, she's a very, very special friend of mine. Um, and in the world, Janira is known as a desire and soul coach. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that really, um, I love I love that, especially the soul piece. I know you've always had the desire piece, but that you've added and really like started to own the soul piece. It is just, um, it just feels so resonant for really like what you bring and the the nutrient that you bring into the world. Um, So let me just see what else I want to say about Janira. Well, we met, you know, on this, uh, on this feminine path, uh, gosh, maybe like four years ago at this point, something like that. And, um, I remember when I met Janira, um, I remember the exact like place and moment in time we were at the orgasmic meditation center. And, um, I, I think Janira just, she had approached me and, uh, we were just having a little conversation and I just remember the way she held her body and just like, I could feel the, how open she was. And it was like, it was a lot for me to be with. It was sort of this moment of like, Oh, like I really want to open to feel this woman, but oh my God, it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> like, I remember, like, I, I, I remember the experience of like opening my body as much as I could, had capacity for at the time to like feel you, but then also feeling this level of contraction, like, oh shit, this woman sees me. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. I want to just run away. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> I've been on the other side of that. You know, and I was like, what the, what the fuck? Who is this woman? I was so, um, I was just so mesmerized, you know? And, and for those of you who are, have been in my orbit for a while, or you've been listening to this show for a while, you know, that like one of the things I talk about on my healing journey, um, with my, with my sexuality is like that the thing that made the biggest difference for me is that from the very beginning, I had women around me who like had approval and had like sort of started on this path before me and like just were like these beams of light that said like, Hey, it's okay. And so Janira is one of those women. When I talk about the women who are like there at the beginning, just like bathing me in approval, Janira is totally one of those women. <laughs> I love this. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
And I guess the other thing I I just want to say is that it wasn't like, it wasn't like instant, like buddy, buddy sisterhood. That's right. Like at all. Like our, our sisterhood has been yeah it took time and I I remember having this moment of like oh like almost like why does this woman want to be friends with me like she wants to be friends with me like I don't you know like I was just like I remember Janira reaching out to me a few times and me sort of being like I don't know I guess I'll go to brunch with her or something like I I just like didn't fucking get it (laughs) I just gotta be, I gotta be honest and say like, I remember, I mean, seeing you and feeling something in you deeper than what was presenting. Right. You know, I'm like on the surface, you were really buttoned up, like really buttoned Ah. up and and proper, you know, very like cheery and bright and proper, you know, I could just feel something wound up in there wanting to come out. And I was like that, the deeper thing was what pulled me because the surface, Kaylin, like, you know, if I'm really honest, like, right. Not someone that I would <laughs> normally be friends with or totally yeah, desire to connect with. And yeah, that was the pull. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful that you felt that and like saw that and sensed that it's like, you could like feel, I think you honestly felt that part of me like before I really had access to it. And so you were like, okay, I'm just going to relate to her from this place. Y'all, that is such a gift. I'm like, (laughs) there was a lot in the way, you know, but you really, uh, you really saw me and I just, man, I will just never forget that, that time with you you know, and now where we are, I'm like, you are my girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, this last year for us has been incredible. Just, yeah. Just so transformative, you know? And, um, so yeah, so I want to, I, I think that's an important part of the, just, uh, laying the foundation. Anytime I talk about these like deep sisterhood relationships, you know, for women who are new on this path, you know, I'm always talking to you like sisterhood, sisterhood, sisterhood. And like, Mm -hmm. I want you to know that wherever you are with it is okay. And that it takes time to curate relationships like this, that are based in the truth and and in feeling the real thing. It takes time. Yes. Yes. And I want to add to that, that yeah, like, it took us years to get to a level of like what I, of connection that I would call sisterhood. Like, right. like I felt something in you. I saw something deeper, but like I said, I w- it was like, <laughs> okay, just unfiltered, yeah. not a strong draw to right. like connect with you. And um, like, you know, just on a regular basis. And, and I think that, you know, we, we built it really slowly, like, yeah, brunch or connecting in group. And then just like, as you went down further on the path and so did I, like there was just more opening inside of you. I mean, I remember even, I don't know if it was two, three, two and a half years ago or the last retreat that we, we did together Mm -hmm. where we shared a a, a cabin, a bungalow or something. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, even then it was like, we were connecting more, but there was still just like 
something in the way, right? right. It was this, this last year, really. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, since you've been on your own journey with right. you know, so many different things that you opened and then it's like, we could actually drop in, in a deeper way. Cause it's like, I wasn't going to pull this thing out of you that, right. that I could feel. And so yeah. <laughs> there had to be like some spaciousness inside of our connection for us to yeah. arrive at this point. Totally. Totally. Oh my gosh. And wow. Yes. Thank you for saying all of that. And, um, we're actually here to talk about like following, following the voice, you know, and following the voice of truth. Right. But, you know, I do think that like this shows up in sisterhood. So this is sort of just like a beautiful opening, um, to this, uh, to this conversation. (laughs) So, um, now that you all have the backstory of like, it wasn't always this way between me and uh, Miss Janira Martinez. Um, let's see. I want to just dive in um, and uh, and sort of um, take you all as my listeners on a little journey. I think we'll we'll briefly talk about where Janira came from, but mostly, um, excuse me. Uh, I really want to use this episode. Um, to show you what's possible when you follow the voice, as we call it, because Janira is one of the most beautiful living examples that I know of, of following the voice. And we'll talk about like, what does that even mean? And, and, um, and, and really Janira will so generously share her experience. Uh, so with that, um, Janira, you want to give us the little quick snippet just so that we can normalize that, like, you haven't always been this way oh, <laughs> of yeah. where, where you, what, what life was like back oh, in the boy. day. <laughs> um, okay. To condense it, it's always hard, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say probably six years ago, I was just in a radically different place. It was before I got into this feminine work. I was spiritual, you know, so I thought, right, and I was, I I had spiritual knowledge and had been doing things like meditation, a lot of of yoga, and, um, you know, I was, I was kind of like just figuring out like what, who, who I was and what I wanted. I was in a career that wasn't fulfilling. I was a fashion photographer and just transitioning toward, uh, nutrition and health coaching at that time because I wanted to have like deeper purpose. I mean, I just felt like, and talk about that was the whole following the voice moment and shedding ego because it's so much ego around like the prestige of telling people Mm -hmm. I'm a fashion photographer, being published in magazines, you know? Oh yeah. uh, Going to these elite parties and yeah, my being was so absolutely dissatisfied in that realm. It wasn't for me wasn't true to continue doing that. I developed all these health issues as a result. And, uh, you know, as a result of living life out of alignment, right? Because I really Mm -hmm. believe when you swallow your truth, you don't do what you want to do. Your body will show you that you are out of alignment. She she showed me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know your story. And so tons, tons, laundry list of health issues. And also just all this unresolved trauma that I was also playing out, not just being in a career that wasn't for me, but like playing out so many relationship, not even relationship patterns with men, dating, mm-hmm. intimacy, just giving myself away, having tons of empty casual sex. Like my heart was totally close to real intimacy and love and connection, yeah. even so not even just with them, but with 
friends. I had, right. and thankfully have always had close friends, but I was a space holder. I wasn't vulnerable. Um, if I shared about myself, it was like, I already had digested the lesson. Like, and you know, I was grateful. Like if I had had a horrible experience, I was like, you know, I see, I see the, the lesson in it. And like, you know, so I wasn't like ever sharing when I was in the thick of it or really letting people in. So I felt pretty, um, awful. <laughs> and I presented yeah. as being super happy and, you know, got it all together and successful and all that. Get it and together, having it all together, ha- having it all living oh. life, independent, successful, yeah. mm-hmm. cool, hip Brooklyn, New York life. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> living in that, living in that, uh, place in Brooklyn that was a deal. <laughs> Oh my God, that was the other thing, which re- I will be sharing we'll the story about following the voice. Yes. Like, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> so totally in my scarcity. I was also, so even though I was making money, I was so in scarcity all the time. Um, yeah, and underneath it all, I just lacked self-worth, like mm-hmm. lacked self-worth to really, you know, come out the way that I wanted to come out in the world and express myself through my purpose, like, like other people are going to judge it. If I go from this posh thing to some nutrition, health, oh my God, if I share vulnerably in a mess or right. you know, if I admit I want love. And, oh, um, how humiliating. Humiliating. Literally. I'm like, I'm Ooh. so cool with casual. Like I'm a modern woman. The cool chill girl. <laughs> that was my whole archetype. Cool, chill girl. And yeah, I wasn't even a modern woman. That was it actually. And, and I got to a place, so I had dealt with a lot of my health issues, just with, uh, like on a physical level, holistically with alternative medicine. And that was profound, but I still felt so out of alignment. And I got into a big accident, uh, a bike accident was mm. out of commission for a month. Um, literally my, my, my pussy broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into gory details. It's all functioning now, but I started to wake up, see that what the deeper thing was. And, um, I realized I cannot, could not live that way. So fast forward. I mean, I found the orgasmic meditation work. That was my portal into all of this and started doing the deep healing. I thought that it was going to be so that I could heal my pussy and my sex, because not only did my pussy physically have trauma injury to due to a bike accident, but I had, uh, leading up to that with all that casual sex got into a place where I just felt like I didn't even feel any sensation anymore like I could I used to be able to have orgasms with men and I could be in like fantasy and like just get off and do a certain move and I couldn't so I literally felt broken like in my sex with my pussy and then I had this physical trauma mm. and that was what led me to that work was like I want to I want to get my pussy working again and <laughs> Like, duh, let's do Get her this. up and running. <laughs> but what was revealed to me, I mean, I literally after my first orgasm meditation session was that literally I was bawling, crying. I was like, I hate men. I don't trust anyone. Um, and it was the first time that I cried, by the way, in 12 years after mm-hmm. that session. It was, I have so much backed up emotion in me. So that path set me on a on a journey of learning to be vulnerable, letting people in, letting people feel me expressing myself, having approval for 
what I actually wanted, my actual desires, changing my career, like fully to at that point, nutrition and health, and now into life coaching. And just like coming out as the woman that, you know, was dying, starving to come out, like as the woman that really like, that I am the truth of me. That's, that's my journey. Mm. Condensed as much as I could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I, um, mm. I just love that uh, so much. The um, coming for one thing and then realizing like, oh, hold on. There's like a whole world in here. Mm. And it's, um, it's, it takes something to open to the depth of that world, you know, cause there are, I think lots of people that start going down this path and like, you know, I'll say feminine path, very blanket statement, whatever it is. And, um, and then it's like, yeah, they sort of see what's required. Totally. And like, they don't get a quick hit. Totally. You don't get, oh, well, I'm not having an orgasm after, you know, I just, I started touching my pussy. What's going on? Right. (laughs) And then why is all this other stuff coming up? I don't want to, like, I didn't ask for this. You know, (laughs) and I, yeah, totally. But it's like who you are is a woman in the face of all of that, that just says, okay, Yes. Like this is opening for reason for me to work with this. And, you know, that's like, yeah, that's what I just want everyone to hear. You know, (laughs) you have to be willing to be with every Mm -hmm. single piece that comes through. And there's no way on the outset to know what's going to come up. That's right. No way. The, The thing that I came in wanting was just the thing that set my foot in that door, you know, and it's yeah. like, I had no idea what was behind that door until I was willing to get in there. And yeah. it was, it was, it was definitely like, there was a lot of back and forth wanting to run away, <sighs> running away, coming back, you know, and like, just yes. being willing to face, okay, what's here? What's true? Like, yeah. can I keep living the way I've been living? Oh no, I can't come back. Following the voice <laughs> even then before I had that language. Right. Oh my gosh. That's actually just so remarkable, you know? I'm like, what? That's just God right there. Exactly. (laughs) Which is the whole thing (laughs) with following the voice. It's listening to what God is asking of you and what Mm -hmm. he's directing you toward. He, she, whatever, you know, the higher power you believe in. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Love all of that. Um, thank you for just, yeah, getting us. It just brings me, I don't know, just so much joy knowing, like, I, I just, I actually, I just have a lot of admiration for the genera of the past who like stood up and was brave enough to say, oh, I want something different. Mm-hmm. yeah I was like I like I just I mean, you, thank, thank you I received yeah. that and it was like 
give me something um, yeah i yeah, was like, suffering I so i wish yeah. i was like oh you know this is like not yeah, yeah, yeah. pleasurable and it was like oh my god i'm tortured if i don't do oh. something different like mm-hmm. am i gonna die like i already got into a horrible accident what's next right yeah oh no i so i so get that i mean yep i uh i came on the path of complete desperation as well so yeah you know, gotta, gotta get here somehow. (laughs) Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's just, just go jump right into this, like, uh, following the voice thread, um, which I know has really been, I mean, it's, it's been big ever since you started your journey, you know, is even what I'm getting from this conversation. But, um, I think especially just as I've watched you over the last year, I just have this experience. Like every time we talk, I'm like, damn, that woman is following the voice. <laughs> I'm just yep. always blown away. So where, um, where should we uh, like begin this story thread? Can I just say what that means to oh, me? Yeah, like what totally. I, Cause I think it's so important. It's like to distinguish here. It's like, I'm not speaking about following the voice of your desires. I am and I'm not. Right. And I'm, it's, there's a subtle and important distinction here. It's about following the voice of your deepest truth, your soul's desires. Mm. and what God, your higher power, the universe is directing you toward. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's just like bathe in that for a moment. (sighs) Yeah, it is not. When I say it's not desires, I did say it's soul desires. It's not about following your desires because it's not about following what you think you want. I mean, that might lead yeah. you toward it, but it's, it's about continually coming back and feeling, is this true? Is this true? Is this my mind? Just my, my preferences, my ego, like my fashion career or this hot guy that's not really doing it for the deeper thing in me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the surface level desires that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So yeah, it's intuition, but into like, grounded from the deep wisdom in your body beyond your trauma and all your stories and preferences. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and um, <clears throat> what does, what's the experience of feeling that in your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, as I said, like what it's not just now, I felt it like the drop, like I felt like the, you know, my heart got heavy and not in a way like, oh, my heart's heavy. I'm sad. It got like, just so just like, there's a weighted groundedness to it, like just sturdy inside of me. And I can feel the energy of that weightedness all the way down into my womb, into my belly, just landed mm-hmm. and that's what it feels like and my mind will sometimes often especially if something's out of my preferences be like buzzing and spiraling mm-hmm. and you know yeah. there'll be all sorts of other <clears throat> sensations around it but that mm-hmm. drop that weight in the center yeah. of my 
body is uh-huh. it for me. Uh-huh. I love that. Um, well, and what was it like when you first started feeling like that level of truth in your body? Now it's, it's funny because as I was sharing, like I was doing this before I even had the language for it and right. Well, not very well because I was fighting it so intensely and it would take yeah. me multiple rounds of having that feeling to actually lean in and take a step or even have approval for what was coming through. But I remembered the memory of like the first time of having that, that drop in, in, in of clarity through the body. And it was when I was transitioning from or thinking about transitioning from my photography career to nutrition. I had a huge job offer in the photography world. And I had a job offer that was like no money in the health yeah. and wellness world. Yeah. I was t- tortured beyond belief and asking everyone and their mother about it. And, um, and most people were like, duh, just follow the money and like do this other thing on the side. And I, right. I, was, just tor- I was so tortured. And I did this meditation, like a shamanic drumming, like journeying experience where I asked my guides, what would it be like if I followed this path? What would it be like if I followed that path? And I'd gotten answers before from my guides, an owl back then, like mm. I had different guides, but that was the one I was working with at the time. And they'd like talk to me like, and, or I'd, I'd like see something and get the symbolism of it. And this time it was all through feeling. I, mm. I like, saw the possibility of this photography job and I felt this tightness locked up grayness inside my body Mm -hmm. and then I saw the possibility of the health thing and it was bright it was like sunny inside of me spacious energized like a warm electricity and I was like oh oh yeah okay this is, that's it. This is it. Oh my No pros God. and cons. Like, fuck, <laughs> I had a long list. No list. Yeah, no spreadsheet. Well, that's how, that's how I used to like to make decisions. Oh, you know? I had, oh, I had my pros and cons <laughs> list for that. And the, the, con, the cons of choosing the health thing were so much greater, but like the weight mm-hmm. of it, you know, it's like, it didn't matter how many things were on the list. It's like, what was the weight of each list? Right. The truth of it. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is such, um, mm, what a beautiful like illustration of this. And, um, yeah, I think like what I want to say to my listeners is, um, you can do this too. Like, Mm -hmm. like just let yourself pause and slow down and, and anything in your life, like just actually at, sit inside of the question of like, Oh, what's the energy of this? That's right. You know, and you can start, it's like you, it's just a practice, you know, at yeah. first you might be like, I don't know, I can't feel anything what's happening. But if you do this as a practice, you'll mm-hmm. start to develop the skill of just being able to feel at that level. Exactly. It's, then, it's funny. Yeah. I didn't even realize this was a practice of helping cultivate this, but I'm remembering yeah. now too. One of the things I used to do was I would put, if I had a decision between two or more things, I would put them like note them on a piece of like paper, like I'd rip up 
paper and write it down. Oh, this option A, B, C, mm-hmm. put it in my hand, like crumpled up, throw it in the air and catch one. Like this is the one I'm supposed to do. And I would look at it. And then if I could feel the disappointment in my body, mm. it didn't matter what the freaking thing said. I'm not like, oh, it landed. So that's what I have to do. It was like, I feel it. Okay. Didn't mean I always listened, but oh my gosh, that, that, is... that was something I did for years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you've been practicing this since far before. And I didn't even know. Yeah. Yes. And, and I didn't trust it then. Right. Uh I didn't trust my body. So yeah, like I said, it would really take a lot. Like then I would just go into my, you know, rational mind, like weighing things. I would go into my fear stories. I would go into my doubt. And, you know, then I would disconnect from the sensation because I just couldn't trust it. It wasn't enough, especially if it didn't make logical sense. Right. Oh my gosh. Totally. Well, and yeah, it's, uh, it's like, we're, we're all intuitive beings, That's right. every single one of us. And it's just a matter of if you're willing to like slow down and feel that and acknowledge it and practice it. So, you know, I think we're all born with a different level of access, you know, but you can actually work on that and we all have it. Yeah, so I love so this, like you sort of toying with this before you were even present to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that my, my body and God have been telling me long before what I'm here to do. Long before. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. Well, love all of that. Um, where should we like dive into the story now? Like where, where should so. we, yeah. <laughs> Where should we, we gotta start? start? Yeah, we got to start it. Year, August. Last, Last year, year, August. Last year, August. August, 2020. Which is what, that's oh. right. 2020. Jeez. What a year. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So, so most of 2020, actually starting from the end of 2019, December, no, 2019, I was just in a, in a down, right? What the world would call a depression. I refuse to categorize myself as being in that state, but I was really, really, really down and stuck and was having suicidal ideation like just it was rough and it was before the pandemic the pandemic just like was you know a boulder on top of what I was already feeling right and on top of the mountain of of suffering that I was in and I didn't know why I was feeling like this it made no sense yeah I was leading up to that having really great life so it seemed successful in my business like more success than I'd had before and uh, my uh, ex-boyfriend well, now ex-boyfriend but my then boyfriend and I were doing so well like in terms of our communication like we were fighting like we used to all the time like things were smooth you know and yeah I was taken care of I had connection had all the things that on paper should have been making me happy, but I was not. And in August of that year, you know, I have a very like committed um, morning practice with myself, like two hours uh, usually of just like writing and moving my body, doing emotional release and 
um, doing some energy work on myself, it, depending on what I need, right? Different things. Yeah. And it's pussy stroking. And I had done a pussy stroking session and I heard this voice that was like, you don't want to be in this relationship anymore with my partner at the time, my boyfriend. I was so confused, honestly. I was like, what? And I didn't want to tell anyone because I'm like, this is probably just my self-sabotage, you know? Like, I mean, I- I'm comfortable sharing right. almost anything now. And that yeah. one was, I was like, oh, I don't want to share this. Like, mm. I didn't, and I think I just didn't want any like attention on that voice. So, like, mm. I didn't want to reveal any more about it because I, what it would mean potentially was terrifying to me to let go of the best relationship that I'd ever had up until that point and and you know be in the unknown and I so I I thought I was self-sabotaging because for years I hadn't known how to let in love so I must just be like having too much love and trying to destroy it right right Mm -hmm. and um I couldn't I just couldn't ignore it I I mean I was guided through my body right to keep doing more um, of the stroking practice and I did a whole week's worth of it and it wouldn't go away this like tug from this voice like listen to me so I ended up sitting down with my boyfriend on the couch and um, I was like I need to talk with you and immediately he's like are you breaking up with me <sighs> like and I mean, things were good. So he it felt it. Like he oh. felt it. And I was like, yeah, I, I think so. I, I don't know. And then I just told him about my experience. Like, this is what's been happening. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about it. And we decided to take some space for, I think it was just for a week I, or, or 10 days or something. I stayed at a friend's. She was gone traveling. And I stayed at her place. And I just, I did everything, walked in nature, the Prospect Park in Brooklyn and my practices. And, you know, it's funny because I tried to ask, like, is this true? Is this real? Am I supposed to break up with him? And it would, the answer wouldn't come to me in any of my practices that during that time apart until the last day where he was supposed to pick me up that morning before I did my practices, I, I was, I remember I was just like making myself some fresh squeeze orange juice because I love that. And I was like squeezing like my hand, the orange. And I just felt it. Mm. Like I heard the voice rather. And I, then I felt it in my body, just like that drop. Mm. I knew. Yeah. I'm going to have to break up with him when I see him when he comes to pick me up I don't mm. have a reason why it's just what is being asked of me and what I'm feeling through me and I have to listen so I did and it was so tender and so you know it was so I was gonna say painful, but that's not true. It was like heartbreaking, but Mm. there was so much love. Like literally it was the most beautiful relationship ending 
that I've ever had. And I think that's because it just was true, you know, and, right. I, and without resentment, not because things were terrible. It's just like, this is just what is. Mm-hmm. So beautiful how we left it and he moved out. We had a no contact rule for a month. And, and you know, the interesting, not, I'm not amazed by it now, but back then I was like, what is happening? The interesting thing was I had a flood of energy come into my body after that breakup. I think like right out, literally right after so much energy and inspiration and turn on. And so not only had I been like in a down for so long, but I, my body was totally turned off during like from the end of 2019 mm-hmm. through to, to August of 2020, just like, I didn't want to have sex when we did. I just like felt nothing and, you know, just stopped it. And I had so much flowing, like orgasmic aliveness, like just radiating. And I was like, oh, and I, and I wasn't down anymore. I mm. wasn't in the down anymore. It was just like, all of a sudden, boop, I'm out. I'm out. And it was like, oh my God, this is a big part of the reason I was in the down was I was just avoiding a truth. And mm. the weight of that was bringing me down, 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 because it was so big. And the thing I need to say is like, we had taken a month long break, November, 2019. <sighs> we had a big explosion, took a month long break, decided to get back together. And December, 2020, I start feeling like this and I don't fucking know why, because things are good and with him and in my life. And I start going down mm. and it's just, oh my God, I get it. I see it now. How could I have been so blind? Right. I, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to let go. I thought I was going to marry this man. I had convinced myself of that. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and what, um, what can you distinguish now about the difference between the voice, like the voice of divinity, the voice of truth versus this other piece that you were talking about, like, like the voice of self-sabotage or fear mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any of those other things. Cause I think that's, you know, well, I know that's something that people struggle with. Yeah. It's so simple, but not easy to, yeah, you know, like, like any of these gens. No, no, to, to, well, so the voice of divinity and truth from your soul has no explanations on top. Mm. Like it's just, it just is. And Mm. there's a sensation like I described and it might feel different for you in your body, but there's, there's a gravity to it and like a clunk, you know, and there might be voices that then flood in after like why that would be great or, you know, for you to follow, you know, there might be justifications for it, but it doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like me leaving uh, my relationship or, or moving, uh, transitioning careers. And then this voice of self-sabotage, fear, all of that, it has so much story. 
if I don't do this, then if I do this, then like, and it's spiraling. And it also has, you know, rather than that grounded gravity clunk, it has like this kind of frictiony energy, Mm -hmm. which is different than like an electric alive turn on smoothly flowing through you, filling you, it's draining you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pulling at your attention. Mm. That's the difference. Uh, hmm. yeah I love that um I love that the imagery that just comes up you can just feel the like like the frenetic energy yeah of fear or self-doubt or sabotage it's like chaotic exactly and I will say about that you know this the self-sabotage voice in particular with me and love and men and relationships, like it was so strong because for how many years? I was 21 to 30, 10 years when I got in that relationship, I had avoided deep committed relationship. Right. And I, I mean, I had had several month long relationships or a year long relationship with a married man. Like so with unavailable men is what I had been doing up until that right. point. And, and so I had been self-sabotaging for a long time with a closed heart. And so I just really was so good at convincing myself, like maybe that's what's happening again. And by the way, this was not the first time I heard that voice with him. Like I heard it a couple months into my relationship with him after a big um, explosion and, you know, other times as well. And it, and I just, you know, gaslit myself basically and, and convince myself of that story because that story was so loud. It was convincing. It's like, it had all its reasons. Junior, you know, it's pointing to the past. You've done this and that and that and that before. Like, right. you know, you should, you should stay here because it wasn't just like, mm. Mm, yeah, mm. this is right and feels good. Mm. All of its reasons, past and future-based. Mm. yeah so damn oh damn (laughs) yeah but you know I wish I wish that that big um that breakup and that big like that that marker of how that voice came to me had been big enough for me to just like have my power around listening to the mm-hmm. voice just like fully landed in my body and like that's it but no <laughs> it was not <laughs> how it went so you know this part of the story is so important if not more important than the than the first part because the thing is we reconnected after the break and it felt really good like we had scheduled this call just to reconnect with each other and you know because we wanted to be in each other's lives still somehow and well we got pulled back in (laughs) we chose to get back into relationship with each other and and we changed the form we like he didn't move back in oh yeah we had been living together so he he closed out but so so we stayed living apart but maybe we were like maybe we'll date Mm -hmm. and we'll just like try something for a couple weeks five weeks and and then like see how it feels from there and like we'll work on certain things throughout those five weeks so that we can like, you know, grow in the ways that we've been wanting to grow in our relationship, but I had previously been struggling. And 
this is a pattern of mine, by the way, of like getting mm-hmm. back into relationships, not just romantically, but you know, with people. Yeah. So yeah, but I didn't catch that then because I just felt so good. I just thought like, oh, yeah. you know, this, this is great. I didn't ask my yeah. body just was like, so convinced something's changed. Now it's all possible right. for us to. Right. Uh huh. So yeah, I did not check in with the voice or, or my body. And, um, we, we had a five week experience that four weeks of which were gorgeous. And the fifth week, well, the fourth week he told me that he wanted to, uh, spend, spend the rest of his life with me and marry me and have children with me. And, you know, I'd always wanted to hear that from him. Mm-hmm. I told you, I thought I was going to marry that man. And, and I tried to, right have those kinds of conversations before and he was always unclear so I was just blown away like oh my god he's finally telling me what I want to hear this must be it and I got so excited and I was like maybe we just need another break to really have this breakthrough yeah fifth week he came to our date and I could feel on that date that something was off in our connection like he just what didn't seem as present and he said like far he felt energetically like far away so I asked him and he told me a lot of hesitation that he was moving to California and that like a few days like the other date was on a Thursday he's like I'm moving Tuesday (laughs) by the way by the way and I was like what does that I was in shock and then when I finally was able to come back I was like what does that mean for us he's like I want to stay connected what does that mean and I lost it I did not handle that very well and I, I, I exploded and um, he couldn't answer he just didn't know but I'm like how do you go from one week saying you want to be with me forever to you want to be connected and you're leaving to, you know, the other side of the country. So I was sent back plummeting, plummeting, plummeting down, down further than I was just hitting my core abandonment wound. Like everybody that I love leaves me mm-hmm. and, and I can't trust love and the see, this is why I can't trust people, men, anyone. Mm-hmm. It was and I was like, and self-blame, this is my fault. I should never open my heart. I should have never gotten back into this, you know, just spiraling. And um, it led me, you know, I had to feel all that rage, but it led me on a deep journey of healing the inner child stuff, all the stuff that it was bringing up, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like my sister ran away when I was 12. Like I didn't grow up with my father, like you know, so many things of like just intense abandonment and right. that it never confronted. And, but you know, it, it took a long time to heal that months. Right. Months relative to 34 years of living, I guess isn't a long time, <laughs> but it felt like forever. But, but what helped me heal was, so this part feels important too, is I heard the voice shortly after he said that, that I needed to leave New York. Mm. Like I was home and I was just in my intense down. I was alone. Here we are now, just full-fledged pandemic, the fall in New York City, 
quarantine, you know, all this stuff. And right. I, and most of my friends had left the city. I was alone. No, I didn't even have my partner. And I'm in this black hole. And I, I need, I need to go. I need connection. I can't do this alone. Mm. And I thought I wanted to come to LA because most of my sisters are, <laughs> are in LA. And we're all here. <laughs> and I, I really leaned into making that happen because the voice was so intense. I did feel it in my body. Like, so just like, boom. And, and by the way, he did not move to LA. So it's not like I was running after him. He moved somewhere else yeah. in California. It was just like my own separate yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, so I knew, and literally I heard this voice that was like, if you do not leave, your apartment is going to burn down. Like it was, it was like, what the fuck? And I know that the voice doesn't necessarily, you know, I said earlier, doesn't um, have justifications, but I knew that the, there was going to be an intense result, outcome of me not following this voice. That was more like the warning of like, just how big this thing, like how important this, this message was coming through me. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it was kind of like, you heard the fucking voice to end this relationship. You did it and then didn't do it. You undid it and look at the insane depth of that impact. It's going to be worse if you don't listen to this voice. Oh my gosh. And I just knew, and you know, I have my, I didn't share about this, but I've had a long history of being addicted to intensity and needing to wake up and transform through harsh pain that I believed it. I knew, I knew my pattern and I was like, Oh no, we're not doing that. Like there's, I'm, I, I might kill myself because I'm that dark, deep in the down. I mean, I was considering taking meds for the first time in my life. And I'm like, so not, that's not me yeah. whatsoever. So it was, it was real. And I, I leaned in to looking at LA and I'd had so much, like, I hated LA. Like I love visiting, but I was like, yeah, Ugh. like so much judgment. I was like, I would never move there. You know, like oh, all my friends moved there from New York, from our, from our community or feminine path. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'll never. Yeah. And then, and then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to lean in. Like, and mm. I, I looked and I, I had different options and nothing was clicking. Nothing was working but I knew that this voice was real. It's like, you need to go. So I just kept sitting with it in my practices. Like I did during that week long break from my partner. I did the same mm -hmm. thing, just holding that message in my consciousness it, mm. and allowing the direction to be revealed. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. guidance for the next step. I'm like, I'm looking at LA. It's not working for whatever reason. What do you want me to do, God? <sighs> And then I had this click, like, I'll, I'll go, yeah, it was like Costa Rica. And then I looked into it, did not feel in my body right at all. So I knew it wasn't true. And then in a meditation one day, it was like Mexico. It just was like gravity. Mm -hmm. um, and this city, that, like this very touristy city that I visited many times near Cancun that I, and, and when I heard it, like I felt it in my body and I was like, oh, like, I don't go to that touristy place, like for vacation. Yeah. But like to go live a few months. So I had so much judgment, but I was like, I'm going to do it again. Oh I know God. my apartment's going to burn down if I don't, oh I do God. not need any more bitch slaps from the universe to listen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
That is yeah. just, um, <laughs> oh, I just love this whole thing. Well, and, and, you know, I just, I imagine like there was something like that led you to having to go down the path to have the closed door in Los Angeles, you know, like it, it, you know, it was just like, like the thing that got me into the feminine work with orgasmic annotation, like, Oh, I want to heal my pussy. It was similar. It was like, Oh, I want to be in connection with my, like, I, I need to go somewhere. And I think I want it to be in connection and community and like, so I can have all this support. So it was the thing that got me at least to lean into looking at leaving. Like it opened me up and then the path started to wind and turn and and I was led to Mexico. And so I, Mm -hmm. as soon as I said yes to that in my body and like booked an Airbnb. So then I took the action in real life, booked my Airbnb, everything started clicking, had I had, had posted my apartment up for sublet for since the desire came yeah. and nobody had reached out for, it was weeks. And then as soon as I literally the same day, I said, yes, Mexico, all these messages. So it was like, God, yeah. Thanks for the confirmation. Right. So mm-hmm. clear. So, so clear. Went to Mexico and I did what I shared earlier. Yeah. I mean, I, and you know, the funny thing is the opposite of LA in the beginning, I was alone. I didn't know anybody right. there. I knew my, the Airbnb, the landlord, because I'd stayed at his Airbnb before, but did I know him? No, yeah. like, I met him once, you know, I didn't know anybody. So I was actually alone and, and I still had my community from afar, but it's it the opposite. And, you know, when I'll say this, I had the ocean and I had, I had this beautiful home that I was living in that mm-hmm. held me. And mm-hmm. that was actually the truer thing that my being needed mm. to, to heal and make it through all the things that were arising. I needed to be alone so that I, I could tend to that wounded inner child. So I could tell her that I would never abandon her. And let me tell you, just like maybe the first month and a half it was I was not there I was just in rage and resentment and I, right. it turned into okay once that passed opening to be able yeah. to feel the grief and then loving that the wounded part of me took took time but right. I needed to be in this nest this home I mean the land like it was the landlord and his masculine presence so loving like even though we didn't become friends or anything right. I it was felt in the space my acu- his wife was my acupuncturist who I started seeing every week. And we did all this like emotional acupuncture. It was like breaking me open. Yeah. And, and the ocean was the biggest thing because when I felt Mexico come in and I heard the city name and I was, had all the judgment, I saw a picture of the ocean in my mind. And I was like, Oh, felt that in my body. And I was like, that's why I'm meant to go there. Cause I'm meant to be by the water. Mm. Help clear, clear all this. So Mm -hmm. literally going to the beach every morning at sunrise, crying, screaming under the water, letting out all my rage and floating, fucking resenting and begging God to make, help me make it through. Mm. And, and, and then like doing all this plant medicine that just like I had opportunities to do it. Everything was like landing perfectly. It was like, I got into this nest of not just the home, but Mexico and everything that I needed appeared. 
so synchronistically mm-hmm. these dance classes that like helped me express and heal my inner child like it was divine mm. and then yeah I made friends and had community but mostly it was me learning to hold myself in the six months that I was there and doing intense amount of inner child work mm-hmm. so the voice brought me there it's like, yeah, yes, you deserve love and support and connection. And this spot right now, this chapter is about you with little you mm-hmm. grieving, not just your breakup, but all that it's bringing forward. That it's time to right. the voice. Wow. I want to, the, the voice knows oh! it knows beyond <laughs> what your mind can see. Mm-hmm. Wow. The voice knows beyond what your mind can see. And it knew I had to be there in that way by myself to do this. Learn to rely on me. (laughs) So beautiful. Like I am so grateful. Oh my God, for Mexico, for that breakup, for my inner child, for all the grief plant medicine, everything that I got to experience while there. And I'll tell you then from that point, it just really, while I was in Mexico, I had all these other little experiences of following the voice that were just so much more subtle and gentle, but it was, it was like, I was in like school for listening to the voice, like earth school for listening to the voice. Like, (laughs) it's like, all right, bitch, you got these bitch, huge bitch slaps. And now if you want to really learn how to do this, well, we're going to, we're going to work with you here. God, mm-hmm. right. I want to work with you. Yep. I want to test you at every little turn. And literally I, I just had intuitive. I was like, that's what's happening because I had this, this experience of like every little thing that I would hear, like through my body and feel in that way, no matter how subtle it's like, go to this dance class or, or go to this like cooler sounding party or um, go to this like cenote or go stay at home, stay near the beach today. If, if I leaned in toward what was true, I mean, I was rewarded, you know, just with so much energy Mm -hmm. and beautiful experiences. And if I didn't, it wasn't devastating like before, but it was like, oh, there'd be like, Mexico is interesting. There'd be like torrential rain just in this little pocket above like the area with the sinkhole, just like, but you drive five minutes and it's all sunny. So it's like, oh, if I had, if I had fucking stayed home, like my body told me to, I would have had the sun all day, but now here I am the pouring rain. I'm like, oh, okay. Not listening to the voice. Okay. I get it. All right. Adjust next time. Listen to the voice. And what has happened in all these little ways, it's like, I got to start to listen to it before it had to get so loud and painful. Mm. I got to respond more quickly. Mm-hmm. I got to learn how to do that. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just love these, like, brilliant. I love these everyday, like smaller examples of it, you know, cause you know, I mean, I think that your story is chock full of like really big definitive moments where you mm-hmm follow the voice and, and like the courage that it takes to like, you know, make a decision like that for your life, you know, that is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, there's just so much beauty in the, like, 
listening to the every day, like the voice is there. Yes. All the time. Yes. If you are willing to listen. And so just being in like a fluid partnership, like I really hear the way that you just developed a deeper relationship with the voice um, in Mexico. Yeah. Can can I share one more thing that's coming forward? A story about that. Um, Well, two things actually. So what was really important about that aspect of the, the learning to listen to the voice was like, it was gentle enough where the experiences, if I didn't listen, you know, I could, I could, wake up and be like, oh, this is the consequence of not listening to the voice without, not just without the pain, but without the like beating myself up and the oh, shaming, yeah. self-shaming for not doing it. Like, oh, this is what you get, Janira, when you yeah. get back into a relationship and you ignore yourself. Well, this is what you get when you, right. do, you know, like, which is so my habit. I got to be like, oh, this is what happens when I don't listen to the voice. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Whew. Okay. All right, next time. Just like I'm compassion gonna... and approval. So much compassion. Yes. Mm. That was medicine. And mm-hmm. just I remember this experience where I chose to rather than like have a chill night with some new acquaintances that I'd made um, in town, I chose to go to this party, this rave in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And no one that I knew wanted to go. So I went by myself and I met people there, so that was fine, but it was awful. Like, it was just right. like, I, it wasn't the thing. It felt so off. And then to try to make it feel on, like somebody offered me some mushrooms, mushroom chocolates. Oh yeah. So, but I felt such a no in my body. It was like, I don't want to, I don't like doing yeah. drugs. I don't like, I, I love plant medicine, but I don't right. like doing plant medicine at parties. Like it just felt so like, I know, like I do it in a ceremonial way, like by myself anyway. Yeah. But I did it. I ignored myself. And then it was like, as it was coming on, I was like, Oh no. Oh, no like, no. like the, like the, like the meme. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. It was just like so clear. And I was like, I gotta go home, you know? And I left, but it was, it's like that subtle you know mm-hmm. the experiences um so yeah some good moments some good learning that is and so- then- <laughs> I, re- I remember that particular <laughs> evening that was a night <laughs> I had to call all my sisters like at 3 a.m in the morning text everybody like who's awake who's awake I need some love I need some support like I just did something really stupid um <laughs> oh so uh just classic. I just love it. Like, and the, you know, like that you can actually just go all the way in like that and then just have a ton of compassion for yourself yeah. and be able to like laugh and like, yeah, just see the beauty in that too. Exactly. You know, like that exactly. was perfect for your path. Yes. So, yeah. There's a oh. final installment if you want to hear. Oh, I'm that. I am here for the final installment of the voice. Give it to me. So there was there was a time that came when it was like I heard the voice to leave Mexico. It was so gentle. Like it, you know, the clunk was just like a little plop down in my belly. And I was like, oh, <sighs> 
time. I was sad because I was like, I love it here. It's been so healing, so nourishing. I mean, I came out of that down. I healed so much of that stuff that I mentioned deep, 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 and like deep from family stuff. And, and then I've built community there and it, it felt amazing. But I was like, yeah, it's time to go. So I went and I had a knowing, I was like, I think I'm, you know, I need to go back to New York. That was the, also part of the voice. But I was like, the voice was saying, and you're probably not going to stay there. It's probably like going to be the chapter of closing out things there for you. Yeah. It's like, all right, I've been, I've been avoiding this one for 10 years, <laughs> nine years. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I went back to New York and I went back to my apartment, I walked in and I was like, oh yeah, this is not mine anymore. Like, I gotta let this go. It was just the voice was like, boom, right as soon as I walked in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Totally. Oh, and, and I mean, let's just get very clear, yeah. okay, on like the space and the, yeah. you know, yep. I, yep. because I just, I, I think it's really important to call that out as, as a woman who held on to, you know, a little studio in the East Village mm-hmm. for six years that was yeah. basically like a, a dark cave because it was a deal. I really Mm -hmm. get this spot. So yeah. Tell Mm -hmm. us just about the space. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So so I had a three bedroom apartment in New York city. Okay. Yeah. Or dirt cheap, dirt Dirt cheap, rent stabilized, rent stabilized. And yeah. Three bedrooms. I I had so much space. So I had my office and one of the bedrooms was my office. One of the bedrooms was my room. And the other one was like storage or I'd like rented via Airbnb, like when I, if, and when I felt like it, you know, it's like luxury living in New York city oh in, in a good neighborhood, hip right. neighborhood. Like, are you kidding Unheur- me? Unheard of. Are you kidding me? And I'd always wanted that too, because when I moved into the apartment, I was with roommates for years and then I was with my partner. And I just, you know, I just always was like, I'm going to keep this apartment until like I have enough money to buy my own place. You know? And here I was. And I'm like, I cannot hold on to this anymore. And I'd kept it for so long, by the way, because I was also like, I don't have to, like, it makes my life so easy. I don't have to ever worry about money. Like, and what I, but what I got through doing, cause I heard the voice is really clear. And I had to do like, I got back in July. I had to do like a month's worth of like writing out a lot of fears, working with my coach to really let go because I just had a lot of like scarcity, like mm-hmm. around money in general. Like if I let this go, am I going to have enough money to like afford mm-hmm. something else you know right and 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 I saw also just intuited how that holding on to that apartment and the story that I just need to keep something because it's cheap was keeping me from making as much money as I can because I don't need money so let's just have just enough you know and a little extra mm-hmm. but that's it you know so it was oh this whole entangled thing uh, I was in for, for nine years, the last three years, four, because it was even before my ex moved in where I was like, I don't want this apartment. Like it's not my dream apartment. I don't love it. It's cute. And I made it a home and, yeah. and 
I didn't, it wasn't true for me to oh. be in for four years. So when I got back and I heard that, like, I was like, I'm willing and I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta move through some things. So I did that. And it's amazing. I mean, as soon as I, oh, and part of the listening to the voice was like, I was going to wait till the end of the year when my lease oh, was up to okay. let it go. I remember when you called me and told me that <laughs> I was like, what? I remember you saying, I was like, that. what? The end of the year? It feels yeah. like you're done now. Exactly. <laughs> it was so clear in my body and my soul. I'm done now, August. Yeah. And I'm going to wait till end of December. January 1st to move out. Yeah. Yeah. You gave me that beautiful reflection. And I was like, oh shit. I just felt that in my body. I was like, so true. That's why I wrote, I wrote my landlord and I was just really honest and was like, yeah, this is where I'm at. Like, I just love and love this home. And it's really hard for me to let it go. And it's time and time is now. And I'd like to leave in. And I actually, I didn't even know when I was like in the next couple of months, just yeah. yeah. And so as soon, it's so funny. I mean, the universe, God made it re- happen really quickly. Cause as soon as I sent that, she gave me loving, like she just, I want to say loving approval because she's so loving. I always have the best yeah. landlords. Um, and, and, oh my God, I'm just remembering the process. I won't get into the story, but of yeah. choosing that apartment between a much cooler looking one with like, um, exposed brick and everything like not oh, now 10 God. years ago it was also right. a, a process of just being like what feels true they were the same price but I felt this apartment was the one and it was it was amazing but um so as soon as I told her that literally she emailed I emailed her on a Saturday she emailed me on a Sunday saying yeah I get it I'll be sad to miss you but as a tenant you've been great but yes, yes. The next day, my downstairs neighbors, I hear a knock, doo, 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 and I'm like, who's at my door? And it's my downstairs neighbors, and they're like, we heard you're moving. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Word travels so, so fast? Fast. This is mm-hmm. super, had found out from the landlord, and yeah. And, and they're like, we need to move from our apartment downstairs. They'd been like subletting one a room from the, mm-hmm. from the, the woman who rented it like we need to move she's coming back when are you leaving and I'm like oh shit now I really need oh, to feel uh, into when's the time to go because and so yeah I made it happen faster and I moved out um October 1st spent no November I I, I spent I don't even remember when the hell I moved out but I moved out just sped it up I wasn't ready to come to LA though I had some things to close I stayed with my mom in New York for some time and then mm. I moved to LA. Oh, she, she ends <laughs> up like in a, LA after a whole, all. A whole cycle there, which oh. was also a whole thing about listening to the voice, giving up my preferences and being like, oh, now this is the time that this feels true. I want mm. community. There's a whole thing around it, but I'm just going to move to LA for friendship what the hell is that and being like oh I know that one (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it and so I put like so much less resistance with all of these port these big portals of the apartment and the move Mm -hmm. and recently like ending a long relationship with yeah someone that's been a big part of like guiding me Mm -hmm. on this path 
and just being like willing to like hear it the first time rather than resisting for mm-hmm. and torturing myself and just you know regardless of of the fears and the stories and the preferences just being like continually coming back to what's true how does it feel in my body what's the next step and mm. surrender lean in and surrender lean in and surrender uh and I just gotta say it feels so good being here oh, like it's so right yes oh my gosh I get to see you later today for the first time since you <laughs> what you moved in like what has it been a week, a week? I okay. literally got here last Friday and my energy similar to like when I ended my relationship flooded with so much energy inspiration like all this stuff is moving in my business that like had been stuck. Just like uh, when we align with the truth, mm-hmm. the whole, literally the universe conspires mm-hmm. with us yeah. to make what's true for us happen. <sighs> yeah. Energy gets to flow in the direction it's meant to flow when we're not using that energy to resist. Right. So uh, I've been feeling the fruits. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just, uh, you just feel so good. And I am like, I just can't wait to see like what, what is going to unfold for you in this chapter. Mm. You know, I just, I just am in this moment getting so present to like everything that you've had to move out of the way Mm -hmm. over the last year and all the deep healing that you've done and like going into the trenches with yourself. And like you said earlier, like really learning to hold yourself. Yeah. You know, I think that is something that is so, that is just overlooked sometimes in the, in the transformation world. It's like, Oh, I want to go after this thing. I want to set this goal. I want to get this thing. And it's like, hold on a minute. Mm -hmm where are you in relationship with yourself? Totally. So important. And I will say like, I had my coach who supported me through this, my sisters who I talked to about all of this a million (laughs) and 10 times. And it was only me that could hold my nervous system, right. the sensations flooding through my body, the fear stories, the, the, the little part, you know, not when I say little, I mean the little child's parts of me that were yeah. like flailing and needing my love and in like yeah. comforting and like, you know, validating is only me. I had to learn how to do that. And I need to add like, yes, learning to hold myself, but learning to trust God. Mm-hmm. in this last year like my relationship with my higher power because of this and how I've seen how it always unfolds so perfectly when I lean in right has absolutely transformed so oh my gosh so potent so so magical mm. thank you of course wow um, well, any, any final thoughts that you just like really want people to hear, um, as we are just starting to, to close out. Yeah. I, I think you said it and you said it well, and I just really want to reemphasize it. It's like, you have the power to do this too. Mm. We all do. 
Mm -hmm. We all have access to this guidance, the internal guidance system of the voice inside of us. Mm -hmm. And the voice wants the best for you. It loves you. It is guiding you toward a life that is better than your mind could even imagine. It is guiding you to become the version of you that is waiting to be expressed. Like this softer, more loving, self-loving version of me would not have been possible mm. without me being willing to surrender to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it wants the best for you and it loves you. That's it. Ah. <sighs> Like wow. what version of you is waiting on the other side yeah mm. yummy thank you mm. 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 Good. so good <laughs> i just love this so much it's so i'm like i've heard all the pieces of this along the way but the like just having the focused time to just put attention on the whole thing and sort of seeing how all the parts fit together. It just, um, it's really, really powerful. So thank you for your brilliance and your wisdom and your truth. Mm. <laughs> I bow. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, um, I would love for you to share um, whatever you would like to that you have um, going on in your business, how people can get in touch with you uh, mm -hmm. if they want a little dose of the truth. Mm -hmm. Just, just a little, <laughs> just, a, just a little. <laughs> yes. So I am a soul and desire coach and I, I'm devo devoted to supporting people in going home toward themselves and toward this voice of truth and mm. to creating a life that is in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. Really, I think the deeper thing that I'm committed to is, is helping people let go of the, the self-worth stories that keep them from having that and mm. stepping into supreme self-love. Mm -hmm. And so I do that through my one-on-one -on -one coaching work. I offer complimentary calls if you want to have a conversation and see if it's a fit for you. I have a group program called Align that is uh, starting up in 2022. Mm. It's, it's about this, aligning your, Align, your life to the voice of your, to the truth of your soul's desires. And um, yeah, there's going to be some other amazing opportunities to work with me that I have yet to announce, but it's going to include some retreats and some medicine work. Mm. So if you're interested in knowing more, just reach out um, janira.martinez at gmail.com or via my website, janiramartinez.com. You can hit me up on Instagram, janira underscore martinez. Mm. Uh, yeah, all the yeah. ways. Yeah, fo follow this woman, get in touch with her. She will hold your feet to the fire, people. <laughs> with love. With so much love. With so much love. <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right well i love you so much and thank you for being here i love you <laughs> thank you of course all right bye everybody bye thank you so much for listening in today 
If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.